Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We stand on the eve of the beginning of the great fast, where tomorrow oh, we're already starting to commemorate and celebrate uh, the day that has many names, the expulsion from paradise of our forefather and foremother, Adam and Eve, of Forgiveness Sunday and Cheese Fair Sunday. Uh, Cheese Fair seems to me to be the most mundane of the names for the Sunday. Uh, Forgiveness having greater weight and for whatever reason I think, especially because of the hymnody, the, the Sunday service is focused on the expulsion from Adam and Eve, but it has, um, I'll say, strands of forgiveness even run through it. We contemplate, or the church puts before us, the sighing Adam just outside the gates of paradise. And we've been singing the church appoints for us the psalm of Israel, of wailing besides the river of Babylon in exile. That will go away with this weekend as we enter fully into Lent. But there is set for this time a particular importance for us to remember what it is that we've lost, what it is that we don't have, what it is that we want to strive for, that we look for, that we ultimately will sacrifice everything for. Lent is a great time of spiritual renewal, renewal for us, and it comes with a lot of sighing. It comes with a lot of frustration, and it can come with a lot of tears. The question is, what kind of tears will Lent bring for us? Something that I will explore a little bit more tomorrow morning in the, the homily for tomorrow, so buckle up or get ready. <laughs> but we have the image of Adam, and many of the saints throughout uh, the church have spent a lot of time reflecting on this and even writing about it. There is, I hope sometimes maybe when you see the weekly email and it says the Sunday we're commemorating such and such and it says read about them or he or her here and here and here, I has to put some links there. One of those almost always linked to a particular website, Mystagogy, uh, and he usually has great translations from the saints or he has a whole page full of, for example, these past few Sundays and you'll have homilies from Russian fathers, Syrian fathers, Greek fathers, uh, maybe even Georgian fathers or a church, a story about a miracle in a church uh, in Serbia, etc. And if you go to this Sunday, you can just see you've got Romanos the Melodist, the great hymnographer of the church, and he has these great hymns to contemplate what Adam, in a dialogue with himself, as Romanos is very what to do, if you're familiar with Romanos, uh, where we have a great sense of repentance. We have St. Nikolai Azicha, who is, uh, was 
preached here and served here, even taught at the seminary, St. Tecon Seminary in Pennsylvania, his great short poem on this day. And I encourage you to go and read them. And if you have time, I especially encourage you to, uh, for this particular Sunday, who's probably the great saint for the Sunday in thinking about this, the Saint Siloan of the Holy Mountain, who has, if Romanos has about this much and Saint Nikolai has about this much, Saint Siloan go to the floor and a half. He and his great love for Jesus Christ, but particularly his great love for his fellow man, saw in Adam what we all have lost, what we all have been disfigured, and what great loss it is for us to be on this side of things. To not have, uh, but to have lost, but to be in that state of remembrance, knowing what could and should be ours, and the tears and the sign that we need and the desire that we need to inflame our hearts to return back to that place. Well, this time is set aside for us, especially as I think all of us have had uh, a rather hard past few months, year, for us to renew as much as possible what it is for us to dwell in the joyful sorrow of Lent, that we may hear the rustling of the trees and the leaves as the hymnody talks about of paradise, that we may be driven to great compunction to set aside all the earthly things that so easily ensnare us and the sins that so easily ensnare us so that we may sit with Adam and weep with him and dream of Jerusalem, not just in dreams that are somehow afar off, but knowing that Christ will come and bring us back in through the gates, right? Because he tore down the gates. He smashed them down to get Adam, who is crying outside of paradise, and then bring him and Eve and the rest of the faithful into paradise. This is why we start with Adam, because at the end with the great uh, Orthodox icon of the resurrection of the standing up again is Christ pulling Adam and Eve from their graves, from sitting right outside of paradise. So may God grant us this time to truly sigh, weep, and remember with Adam so that we uh, can enjoy that we can feast truly with our Lord when he comes to grab us and rescue us from all that oppresses us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm kind of debating.